Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Tobias, over to you. My name is Tobias Aziza. I am a micro kitchen program manager here at Meta, working for tech, but in a non-tech role, part of the broader culinary team. I oversee the EMEA and APAC regions, looking after everything from innovation, our sustainability initiatives, DEI initiatives, budget management, vendor management, working out the direct route and strategies we're going to make our program successful. Now, I was so keen, audience, to talk to Tobias because he gets all the snizaks correct for us, whether it be Harvest Festival or Black History Month, there's food reflecting different cultures. And I think that is fantastic and super important. And so we're so happy and lucky to have Tobias. And that's as much as work I want to talk about, because as you know, on this podcast, it's not about the job per se, but it's about the people. You guys will be familiar with the format now if you've been listening to the first episodes. We have a buzzword. It is a bank of 520 questions where the letter determines the question format. So that could be how, when, why, which, who. And the question number determines the topic of which there are 20 topics. Tobias, please, can you give me a letter and a number combination to get this going? I thought about this. I think I have a, I have a strategy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go for B9. Sounds like a demand. B9. I can't be nine. I'm in my 30s now. <laughs> um, <laughs> nine brings the topic of astrology. And the question under B, which starts with can, is can you name all 12 zodiac signs in the order of the months? Oh, no, you're not doing <laughs> this to me. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah. like bringing up Google. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can give it a try um, in mm-hmm. terms of naming them, but in order, I'm lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to put either of us on the spot for that. <laughs> it's interesting that I've got that in as a question. But All right, let's try it. So Libra, Scorpio. Uh, Aries, Taurus, um, Virgo, uh, Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, I'm missing some some big ones. Some Pisces. Yeah, they, that's uh, my one. I was like, where's yeah. Pisces in this list? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that like? Eight, nine? <laughs> um, I think I'm out. I that's all I can um, recall right now. Which one are you? I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. Oh, yeah. Astrologically in order, I think it's Aries, March, Taurus, April, Gemini, May. Cancer June, Leo July, Virgo August, Libra September, Scorpio October, Sagittarius November, Capricorn December, Aquarius January, and Pisces February. Go um, go you! I, I mean, I, <laughs> I can't fact check you, so so. <laughs> so I a, promise you, I, that's legit. Bit, yeah, I may or so, may not have so. a reference guide. <laughs> yeah. Do you read your star sign in the metro? Other newspapers are available. I don't. So my wife is more into star signs. I mean, she has opinions on me being a Taurus. I, I have opinions, opinions on you being lovely. a Taurus as well. It sound like your opinions are as great. <laughs> the Tauruses I know are the women in my family. Typically, I'm fine with them. I mean, they're the bull, aren't they? Taurus is the yeah. bull. I think that they're, is bull headed to a too hard a term? You're quite relaxed and, I mean, you know. I have opinions, but like, <laughs> I, think that I like to think I'm, I get on with people. I don't think I'm stubborn, but I think that's something a stubborn person will say. So, <laughs> Okay, no more tests. Tobias, so I think you fared well there. Could you give me another letter and number combination? Let's go for N8. N8, lovely. 
eight brings the topic of education. The question here under N is, was school your favourite part of education? When we say school, we're talking about like the primary, the secondary school. That's a great or, clarifying point. Yeah. So I'm talking only about primary or secondary. Socially, I learned a lot in school, especially secondary school and how to navigate social interactions, the different mm-hmm. social environments, the friend network. You're kind of building your own character and personality. When you have a passion for what you're learning, you really are invested in learning it. Completely and, agree. Um, yeah. I think my school experience, I don't think I grabbed anything specific. After secondary school, I did take a little bit of a gap year. You know, I got into events and I went to university and I studied events management. And I think mm. at that point, I had a passion for events and creating a, an experience. And I think that's where a lot of my traditional education in terms of learning was most impactful. Mm. That's interesting because it sounds as though what you took away from building meaningful connections and from education help tweak your trajectory. You know, you're definitely strategically, you have a strategic overview of execution around the culinary side. And that's awesome. But the question was, was it your favorite part of education? I get from what you said, it was really worthwhile, but did you love it? Right. I think, yes. Secondary school, I did love it. (laughs) The return. I thought there was going to be a dark tale there. You were like, I hated my teachers. (laughs) I, I did. Lo- I think I, I loved it because of the people, my peers, mm. um, the memories, what came out of it because of that. Secondary would have been my favourite. Whereabouts did you go? Southeast London. Big ups. Uh, what yeah, part of Southeast? <laughs> Lewisham. I went to a school called Crofton. It didn't have the best reputation, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had a good time there. I and mean, I still have some really close friends from my time there. Wonderful. Yeah, that's the most flipping the question back on myself. I loved school. I loved it all. I love learning. It's the people you meet and what you learn from them that I took away. I think that's followed me into different parts of wherever I've started off as a newbie, like building those meaningful connections, etc. So I completely agree. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Time for another letter and number combo, please. Right. A2. A2. So the topic here is travel. The question here is, are you a big fan of spontaneous travel? I am. I just can't do it anymore with kids. <laughs> Such a human, real answer. You're like, yeah, but the time is gone. Okay, let's dig into when you have traveled spontaneously and kind of what adventures you, you ran into. After I studied at uni, I just decided mm-hmm. that I'm going to move to Spain. I love so that. I, I did Spanish as part of my degree. I thought I might as well move to Madrid and like really try and learn this language. So I did end up staying around six months. And really, while I was there, it was an amazing experience getting to understand another culture that was my first kind of solo foray into a somewhere international and it was more than a holiday and I think anyone that has really kind of studied language when they're not in the country and not having immersive experience it's a problem when you go to that country you think that you know the language but you really Mm -hmm. don't I had some real issues with really trying to just do basic things you know find accommodation buy certain things it kind of forced me to really start to meet people. And how I met people was um, there's something called intercambios, which language exchanges, basically. The idea is that people want to learn English, you want to learn Spanish, and you talk in this kind of Spanglish way where you might start in Spanish. <laughs> a yeah, little quid pro quo. You're like, okay, yeah. I'll give you some English if you give me some Spanish. <laughs> basically, basically. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, no, I had a great experience. Love that. Lovely. Can I have another letter and number, please? I'm going to go for 03. 03. Okay. Oh, so three brings the topic of sounds. And the question under O is, were polyphonic ringtones better than the ringtones of today? 
Yes, they were. Just <laughs> making your own, like you spent oh. your whole lunch break, like just <laughs> composing. Your, yeah, yeah, composing that ringtone. Mm. And um, do you remember the infrared just trying to send it to each other? Like, yes. Just, oh my goodness, we're, we're Asian. We're dating ourselves. Look, we're, how did you acquire your first phone? You know, I don't actually remember how I got it. I remember though wanting to upgrade, and I remember seeing like eighty pounds, a hundred. <laughs> You're just like, this is a lot of money. Unattainable. Um, yeah, yeah. So um. Listen, now that's a lot of money, the way things are. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 Some stage I did get a better phone. I think that was Mm. given to me by my my older older sister. I felt like I'd arrived when I had my first mobile. I had a um, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh case, the ones you could clip on and off front and back. So it was a bright orange. I remember my speed dial. Listen, I had arrived and then... I don't know what my ringtone is. Like half the time my phone's off. You don't know your my ring, ringtone is Explosive by Dr. Dre, but the instrumental. Yeah. I don't have a I don't know my ringtone. My ringtone oh my goodness. My vibrate most of the time, to be honest. <laughs> I don't ever want to be bothered. Leave me alone. Yeah, that's like, another yeah, it's like do not disturb. It's a bit harrowing receiving a phone call these days. Nobody leaves a voicemail. What psychopath is phoning me? Send a text like a normal person. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm the guy that calls. I think I don't leave voicemails. I just no, want a quick know. answer. Then there. Yeah. It depends mm-hmm. on what it is. If it's so simple, I'll send a message. But mm-hmm. um, I, I might, I might be the guy that calls. I feel like you're one of those people in the team that ping somebody quick call, and then they get the anxiety. I don't do like, that. I what? don't do that. I don't. <laughs> Tobias, this has been brilliant. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. I've laughed so much. In the last few minutes, the tradition is to give some sage advice to the listeners, listeners wanting to get into the culinary space, to get into tech. What advice could you give that you've received or that you have yourself to pay it forward? I would say, firstly, there's a more limited number of non-tech roles in mm-hmm. a lot of tech companies, but there are non-tech roles available, whether it's a culinary or facility space, a security space. And I think that not shying away from applying that predominantly tech companies there is room for non-tech applicants. There's no real direct way. There are multiple roles that can match in some level of flexibility. And from this environment specifically working in a non-tech role within a Mm -hmm. tech company, often people feel like tech companies are filled with software engineers. You can be in this space and be just as of value and important to the infrastructure of the company. And I've kind of learned the importance of programs like mine that keep the wheel turning the office environment is so crucial, especially these days, to how people show up for work. If people want to show up for work, the value placed on roles such as mine are starting to be appreciated a bit more. Love that. And completely. Tobias, you're a very important cog in the wheel of tech, keeping us all turning and happy to turn up and see what there is available. Thank you so much for having this chat with me and for being part of Textroverts. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Thank you. Thank you, Martina. You're very welcome. Goodbye. See ya.